up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Flip the Switch. My name is Ashley. My name is Haley. And we have a very exciting episode planned today. This has been a long time coming. Haley and I have been talking about this for a very long time, having this special guest on our episode. If you guys go to UMass or if you recently graduated, you may know about her. If you're really into campus rec and into spin, you might know about her. Or if you follow her on Instagram, you might be a little bit familiar. <laughs> but today we have Meg Farrell with us. Meg, what's up? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I was just telling them I think this is my first time being on someone else's podcast. So I'm super excited making the debut on flip oh, the switch yes. i'm so excited i i don't know if i've told you guys this but i love the name of your podcast i think that that is an awesome name i think you said it in your podcast this week you said something about flipping the switch and i was like oh that's interesting <laughs> it that's was funny awesome. i listened to it i thought it was good. <laughs> it is it's a good one Nice. Well, if you guys don't know, we're going to have Meg introduce herself a little bit, but Meg also has her own podcast called Today's Best. We're going to plug that in here a couple of times, but awesome content. And we're just going to let Meg take it away right to begin with. Meg, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you're at, what you do, things like that. You got it. Okay. So my name's Meg, everyone. And I just graduated from UMass last year. So I was the you know, COVID graduation class, but basically I came from Westwood, Massachusetts. And so I didn't go far for college, Uh, went to UMass nursing, found my true love, which was group fit and worked at Campus Rec for three years as a spin instructor. And then towards the end, I taught a class called Booty Burn, which I loved as well. And I've now kind of taken and continued with that fitness career through social media. So I have an Instagram, Fit, where I do weekly live workouts. Newly, um, I just got a spin bike, which took me way too long, honestly, but I'll be doing spin lives now. So if you're doing more at-home workouts, you can feel free to join mine as well as all these wonderful campus rec live ones that you guys are doing. But that's kind of like my story with group fit from UMass. And after graduating this past spring, I moved out to Denver, Colorado for my my first uh, nursing job. So I work in the neuro ICU here at University of Colorado, which is just 20 minutes from downtown Denver where I live. And yeah, I'm loving life out here in the mountains. I ski all the time. I have a roommate who's become my best friend and it's definitely been a change that has been great for my life. So that's a little summary. Amazing. You touched upon a lot of things that we want to talk about throughout Mm -hmm. the episode. So thank you for giving everyone such a great introduction. My pleasure. Uh, We met Meg through GroupFit. So we're super excited to talk more about GroupFit. But before that, we want to hear like how and why you moved to Colorado and like Mm -hmm. what made you decide to move to Colorado? Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, I was a little girl and I think that a lot of people can relate to this, but I was just so obsessed with the idea of traveling and seeing the world. So growing up, like I was on my parents' desktop and I'd be Googling like jobs that allow for travel, adventurous jobs, jobs that let you see the world. Like that was my priority when it came to what I was going to do with my life. Like I wanted to do something that allowed me to go out and see the world. And then as I got older, those kind of things become a little bit scarier. And like, you know, I think when you're young, you can kind of, you dream like that without realizing the reality of what it takes to make that happen. So 
it did slip away from me for some time. One of the examples being that like I went to UMass Amherst and that was two hours from my hometown in suburban and urban Massachusetts, suburban um, Massachusetts. And so I kind of was like, had always thought I would travel for college. Like that would be my start of the traveling. I thought if I didn't go to a school in a different state, then I would totally study abroad. I didn't do either of those things because UMass Amherst nursing program didn't have study abroad at my time. Basically, I kind of, and I don't regret going to UMass at all. I would choose it over and over again. It's where I was meant to be. But I kind of think I started growing up and realizing like I, traveling and uprooting your life, like it takes a lot and it's easy to stay where you are. And so for some time, it wasn't like I came out of college, like definitely knew I was gonna move. Um, Colorado has always been a place that I felt like I would love. I actually applied to Boulder when I was looking at colleges. I knew I probably wouldn't go because it was just, it's crazy expensive, but um, I'm, I love skiing. I'm very outdoorsy fitness, obviously. So I always felt like Denver would be a place that I'd enjoy. And this summer with COVID and everything, I just kind of like, I applied pretty whimsically like out here because they have a great new grad program for nurses. And then as I started, as I got accepted for interviews and started going through the process and it became more of a reality, um, I guess that's basically how it happened. But I would say, I just like, I think part of me knew that I wanted to travel and needed to get out. And as you grow up, it does become scarier to really go for that. But then I kind of remembered that dream that I always had as like a kid growing up. I think it kind of bounced back into me that like, all right, go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And now you're here. How crazy. Now I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, yeah. so now that you're here, I guess like something that I think a lot of people can relate to, because I actually can relate to your story a little bit in some ways where I've always been like, once I was in college, for me, it was like, I'll go anywhere where my job is. Like, I don't care where it is. I'll move anywhere. Like I'm free. It's cool. Like yeah. anywhere, anywhere is good. But you know, once you make that leap or once you make that move, sometimes some unexpected things come up or it's not as kind of what you expected it to be. So since you've moved, I guess I kind of have three different things. One, how has life been different for you? What are some unexpected challenges that you've come into that you didn't see coming? But three, what are the benefits that you've had to living in a new place? Okay. So I think that those tie together because I think that the challenges that I've had have been the benefits that I've had, if that makes sense. So since getting to Colorado, like my life has literally turned upside down and not just in good ways. Like I have in the last just four months now, I think like my roommate and I were just like celebrating that, like we've officially been here for four months. Uh, And it has been just a whirlwind of insane change and obstacles and challenges that I didn't ex that I guess I I expected in the sense that like I knew like okay this is it I'm completely uprooting my life moving across the country starting a new job like that's a lot of new and that's a lot of change at once so I knew that that was gonna be a big challenge I just didn't know how that challenge was going to unfold And I think like the first month, I definitely, it was a big adjustment and I did get homesick, even though I still enjoyed being here. Like it was just that adjustment period. 
And I think I first, I thought that was like the challenge, but then as my life, as I've gotten more settled here, it's like, I've just, and I think it's a post-grad thing too, with starting your first job, but I have just felt myself being pushed, challenged, and just, I've been through, and I'll, t- I'll, I'll like tell some stories, but just like crazy stuff that has made me a stronger person already in the short time that I've been here. And like, like I said, not all of it, there's been great that's happened while I've been here and there's been tragedy that's happened while I've been here and both has benefited me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that you said like when you first got there, you were like, yeah, I was a little uncomfortable. Like I thought that was my challenge, but I was wrong. It's like, right. I always get you. Like, yeah, exactly. Like life on life terms. Like you think yeah. you're good. And then it, that wave comes and like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, um, what just hit me? <laughs> um, I feel like what was, what was the first part of that question? And it was, was it the challenges? How has your life like been different? Okay, you- how has it been different? Yeah, I feel like I wanted to touch more on that specifically. Um, so I'm someone who like, I I think I, I am the best, I am in the best mental state when I am taking care of myself and like the most independent. So when I'm home, I'm like, I love my home. I have a great relationship with my family and my friends who are nearby in Massachusetts. But when I am home and under my parents' roof, like I will rely on them. And it just, I get, maybe it's all around the idea of like, I'm just too comfortable and I do the best when I'm pushing my comfort zone. But I think that's been one of the biggest changes is like, I just do the best when like, like I love cleaning my apartment. I love grocery shopping. Like I love meal prepping. I don't do any of that when I'm at home. I could, I 100% could, but I don't. But I feel like my best self when I am like taking on that independence and that responsibility and that like, I just feel like that's where I'm meant to be as a 23 year old. And so like, that's where I'm most fulfilled. So I think that my life has changed in terms of like, I'm just feeling more where I should be and like, okay, this is right right now. And like, I'm kind of creating this space where I can thrive, setting yourself up for like the best, I guess. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think honestly, me and Ashley thrive in very similar settings. I know that's something that we bond over and like talk about a lot is how we enjoy being independent and enjoy not having to rely on people. Like, I think we have a very similar mindset of like, it's easy to rely on people. And like, there are times when you obviously need your friends and your family to rely on, but there's also like, we never want to put our, like our happiness or like anything else, like on other people. And that's like, especially with COVID, I was home for six months longer than I thought I was going to be. So like Mm -hmm. you're under your parents' roof. And like you said, it is so much easier to rely on them for things, even though you're like, I'm independent. I can do things on my own. But you're like, (laughs) I don't don't know if you guys have this too, but I almost then like, the more I rely on them, the more I almost resent them because like, I'm mad that like, I'm really just mad at myself and like dissatisfied with myself, but I'll almost then take it out on them. Like I have a better relationship with them when I'm also out of the house. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially as you get older and like, if you've moved away to go to college, when it comes to like your family, it's like, distance makes the heart grow fonder sometimes and like I've heard from so many people that have graduated like how you've graduated and people before us like 
people have said that moving away has like helped their relationship with their family so much. Mm-hmm. So it totally um, has. I guess, like that's like another thing that leads into like another question, especially for people that may have to move away for a job maybe they didn't necessarily want to but they got a job somewhere out of state and they need to go um and they're a little bit nervous about moving everything they've ever known um because I know you grew up in Massachusetts for your whole life until Mm -hmm. you went to Colorado what is something you would say as like a piece of advice to someone who is moving away or might be nervous about it or even someone who just wants to yeah so one piece of advice I would give is like, there's definitely a glamorous ideal that comes like this kind of like, I guess it's like, it looks all like shiny and fun and like, oh my God, I'm going to do this big, crazy thing, move across country. Like my life's going to be amazing, but you do want to set yourself up. Right. Because unfortunately, like I think that right now is a really hard time to move because we're still in like COVID. So I would stress if you can find a roommate, somebody to live with, like that will be huge because you're going to be home a lot. And so you, if you're going to be moving to a completely new place, I would say like, try to ha- try to either move somewhere where you already know at least a person or two or like if you know I got really lucky with my roommate she's a mutual friend that happened to be moving to Denver at the same time I had met her like once before and our mutual friend like set us up we live together it's gone great so like I know not everyone can be that lucky but like that is the advice I would give is like it might seem like oh I'm gonna move and then my life is gonna come together but like you do want to be realistic about it because like moving is hard and you it's kind of similar to college where like you're completely in a new place that you've never been with nobody that you know and now taking care of yourself 100% and especially if you move far you can't just make a quick drive home so like those are challenges enough try to make it easy on yourself in whatever ways you can elsewhere mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good piece of advice i think the we also just kind of wanted to talk more about like what your favorite parts of living in Colorado were. Oh yeah. I know you mentioned some, like you thought of some stories while you were like talking at the beginning. Totally. Talk about those. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh gosh. Um, my favorite things. So, okay. I'll, I'll just like go off about Denver for a second. This city is unbelievable. It is sunny here every single day. Like the winter we got, like a foot of snow yesterday in the city. That is the first time that I've seen that much snow on the ground the entire time I've been here. Usually, and it's already like, it's already, I'm looking at my window, it's already pretty much all melted. Like snow here doesn't build up like it does in Massachusetts. We've got blue skies, strong hot sun every day, even when it is like 30s, it still feels nice in the sun. And then you have an hour drive to the mountains where there's foot, like just abundance of fresh snow it's amazing so I love this place it's so funny so many people were like oh how are you moving to Denver don't like you like the cold that much winters in Massachusetts are way more sad they're dark and dreary and wet and muddy snow and gross and it's beautiful out here I love it um the people here everyone like wants to be here there's so there's like so few Denver natives like it's a big area for a lot of 
post-grad kids. So a great place to meet people. Again, like you can get on the dating app. So many people are new to Denver and like looking to meet people, even with the challenge of COVID, like people will work with each other to like safely make friends and stuff. So that's my plug for Denver. I think it's amazing. Same thing in the summer. I haven't experienced summer, but I know that the hikes are great, blah, blah, blah. So that's um, what I love about Denver and living in Colorado. And in terms of more personally for my life, I, since moving here, like the two big things that I think about for like kind of story-wise are my job and my social life. And so I would say that like with my job that this might, this might've kind of happened wherever I was, but I did take on like a really hard job right out of nursing school the neuro ICU is one of the more difficult one of the more difficult units in a hospital um I mean any ICU is and then neuro in particular is just like neuroanatomy and brain science is like absolutely crazy and I've I'm not even begun to like dug like dig into it as much as the nurses who have trained me um all, all that they know and so basically these like last few months have at work like I have learned so much about myself one of which being that like I spent a lot of time in college really becoming like putting my energy into being a strong leader and that was partially in group fit and like within school itself and like to my friends and family like and now I've had a really hard time being a follower, if that makes sense. Like I've almost learned that because I've, I've been on orientation the last couple of months and like, I'm not great with like stepping up while being under somebody, if that makes sense. So like, that's been a challenge for me in like being a novice again in, an, in something like where like, I want to succeed and do well. And I'm very competitive. So like, I have this drive where like, I want to be the best. And that's just not at all realistic because these nurses have been working here for years, if not decade or more. Um, so I, you know, was kind of caught by surprise in terms of like my expectations for myself and like where, and again, just really learning like how to be, show that I could be a leader while being trained. And like, I still don't think I've, like, I have a couple of weeks left on orientation. And like, just yesterday, I had a shift where one of my preceptors was like, you need to be taking the lead more and acting as more of the primary nurse. But all day, she had been like, she had been like, taking the lead. And I just like, let her do it because I felt uncomfortable being like, hey, you need to like, let me do some more. But at the end of the day, she was like, you need to step up and let me know that you have it. And so it's, that's been like a huge thing for me is like, I'm like, I don't know how to be like, like behind someone. It's so that's just something that's, I think really funny. And I think a lot of people will like, you'll probably start to realize like post-grad with your first job is like, you've become this like strong, like hardworking leader in college. And then you're kind of like thrown to the bottom of the ladder again. Yeah, I definitely, I, when, I'm so happy you brought that up. I feel like someone said this to me when I graduated high school and they were in the year above me mm. and they said, you know, doesn't it suck? Like when you graduate high school, like you're a senior and you're like at the top of the ladder and you're finally where you want to be. And then you go to college and you're a freshman and you're like, 
at the bottom again and you're like yeah sucks and yeah I feel like we're there right now it's like senior year like I'm like I got it all like I did I accomplished all the things I wanted I got it all like I'm here I'm right where I want to be and then I graduate and then I go to the job and I'm the newbie and I love that you brought up that like you want to succeed you want to excel you're competitive like you want to just hit the ground running and get it but one thing that I feel like nobody talks about is that being new at a job is so hard. Like so whether you're hard. whether you get a job at at Target and you're like yeah. the new like cashier, or if you get a job as a nurse, or if you're like the new hairdresser at the mm-hmm. salon, like being new anywhere is so hard. And that's such a good point because a lot of us, like, even if you know, you can say like oh, I've been working, like, when you're in college, maybe you have a summer job, you still have had that job for, like, years now, like, it's been years since you were new at that other job, and so, like, you kind of got to remember, like, when you started that job, even if it was something, a like, target job that you think is so easy now, like, you were so probably nervous your first few days, like, and having a new job, that's something that, like, you're so right, everybody goes through it, like, the more that I've opened up to my friends about when I've been struggling at work, the more that, they're like, oh my God, not just nursing friends too. Like all of my friends are just like, yeah. like, Yeah. If you're like us, we also, like you said, we want to be the best. We're so used to getting our way up to mm-hmm. the top. So like you're yeah. so used to knowing everything and right. knowing what to do and being prepared for things that exactly. when you're thrown into a new situation, it's that immediate uncomfortable feeling and you're mm-hmm. scared. Like you, yep. maybe you don't realize it, but it's fear. Like you don't, you're used to knowing everything. So when exactly. you don't know everything, you're like, wait, like, and you're all about like you're quickly overwhelmed because you're like, I have so much to realize, but like everyone starts where you are. Like everyone, yeah. everyone that's above exactly. you is where you are now. So yeah. like, it's so important. To, and like, you need to remember that because the people that are above you sometimes don't. Sometimes people forget that they were once new as well. And it's not even necessarily in a derogatory way and they're not always trying to be uh what's the word I'm looking for like demeaning I guess but people above you it sometimes it's been 10 years or more since they've been new Mm -hmm. so the amount of times that like my nurses have looked at me when I've asked questions like I'm an idiot countless countless and like I really think I'm asked like I know I'm asking questions that like aren't that like that aren't that silly but they like, it's become such second nature to them that they like, and I even hear it when they talk to patients. I'm like, this family has no idea what you're saying right now. But to them, these, this language has just like become so natural to them that they really forget. Like, and even for like, for me, they might be used to training a nurse, but not all of them have trained a new grad. Like this is my first nursing job at all. So like, that's another thing people will experience with your first job is like, maybe your supervisor has trained someone that's come into your position before, but like, do they have experience training someone that's right out of the gate? Yeah. It's just something that I think just needs to be talked about more. Like yeah. I've said it before on the podcast and it's what Maddie says all the time. If you've listened to Mads Tad, she's a soul cycle instructor. We love her. Mm-hmm. You know, Maddie, what am I even, you yeah. know, Maddie, duh. Yeah. She's yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, she, I love her. she always says what's personal is universal. Yes. And I'm like, that's literally so true. Like so as true. long as like 
we keep telling other people like, Hey, I'm having a hard time too. And they're like, yeah, actually I'm having a hard time too. Like it just opens. It is crazy. Every time, like I've done that so much in the last year and every time I'm like convinced that, and you always, you hear it. Like you're never, you're not alone. So I'm, like, but like, then there are times where you really feel like it's just you and you're like, shit, I'm like, ah, like whatever. And then like, I've done that. I can think with my nursing friends from UMass with my, I like with the other nurses that are new on my floor, like I was the first one of us to be like, so anyone else cried after the shift recently? Because like, I don't know if I can do this. And everyone was like, oh my God, me too. And I honestly thought I was the only one. Like every time I'm like, I don't know if anyone else, like it, it's just, because no one tells you, like you said, like it's not talked about. You think that like you go through college, your four years of studying for your job, you're made to think by your college that like, okay, you're just, you're good to go now, go get your job. But it's like, that's when the real learning starts. Yep. Yep. It's so true. I could literally yeah. talk about that forever. I know. Do you want me to, oh, I was going to say, do you want me to talk on the social part at all about, yeah. so like, I, I know I kind of mentioned, like, I haven't gone out of my way to like, I, so back to kind of the original advice I gave, I have two friends that live out here already when I moved one in Boulder, which is a city nearby Denver, like 40 minutes. And then another in Aspen, which is four hours away, but Aspen's beautiful. So I've gone and visited my friend there a few times. Um, and then I have my friend Cobb who, he was just working out here for the winter. He was at one of the mountains nearby, but basically my social life here, like I did kind of, honestly, I didn't purposely come to a city where I already knew people. I came because like, I'd always wanted to live in Denver, but that's why I give it now as advice because my life here has, I think I honestly would have been a, like, I almost want to say miserable, but like it's, which is probably the truth. Like if I was in a place where I knew nobody, like if I was really living alone, like I probably would be really not so happy. And that's why I give that as advice of like, try to know at least like a couple of people. But, um, and then the other, so the other big challenge this winter out here is my friend Cobb, one of my best friends from UMass, my guy friend. He, we had an incident where I was with him and it was like this crazy sequence of events. Um, but ultimately like we, we were together one night and again, he was living out here for the winter and there was like a really terrible accident at his apartment where he was he went through his glass sliding door and sliced behind his leg and ultimately bled out um, where so bad. I've never, I mean, I'm an, I mean, I'm a nurse. I'm not in the ED, but like, I've never seen so much blood. Um, and that was the first time that I, as a nurse saved anybody's life. And um, I had to stop his bleed until the EMTs got there and they were able to um, med flight him to the hospital and they almost, he almost lost his leg. They almost had to amputate his leg. And that day like lives in my mind. I think about it every day. Like I think about him screaming up at me, like to call his mom that he is gonna die and that like he needs to say goodbye. And I like, that is one of, that is just like the craziest thing that I've ever been through. And there's been, I could go on and on about like stuff just like, roller coasters that have happened since I've moved here and me and my roommate talk about it my roommate just 
got hurt skiing last week. She might've torn her ACL. Like we've, we both have had COVID since we've been here. We have like, she's gotten her car broken into. Like there's been a lot of shitty stuff that has happened since we moved here. And it's really odd to look at that and not think like, oh my God, I shouldn't be here. But I like know to my core that I'm meant to be out here. And like, I, at this time last year, when I was in your guys' spot about to graduate, I literally, I talked about this on one of my more recent episodes, but like I had this moment and this was pre-COVID. So like before the world changed, but I sat down and I was like, I feel like I'm really in a good place with myself. I feel like I know myself really well. I'm grounded in who I am. Like I'm ready to graduate and like go out there and chase the world. The only thing is that I, I want to know that I'm a strong person. I don't think I've been through the adversity in life that can actually testify that. And that was something that really bothered me because it was like, I wasn't, it was like, I, I didn't want adversity. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't asking for like death or tragedy or mishaps. Like but there was a part of me that just knew, like, like, I almost was like, I just want to know that I can make it through these things. Like, I'm sure I'm going to have adversity at some point in life. And like, because I've never been through anything too insane, like, I'm just, I'm just curious if I'm, if I'm as made out for it as I feel like I am. And then since I moved to Denver and even back, I mean, you can kind of go into COVID in the whole year, but like, I, I feel like after I kind of made that weird wish, it was like, as I started following where I was meant to go, all these insane challenges have hit, but I don't think it's a sign that I'm on the wrong path. I actually think it's a sign that I'm on the right path and that these are the lessons that I was asking to learn in order to continue growing and becoming who I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. I actually remember listening to that podcast. I've like followed your journey with that conversation with yourself a little bit about saying to yourself, can I actually make it through how I think I can. And since like you've gone through all of these things and you really have been pushed, you know, you've been like pushed out of your little circle of comfort. Exactly. You're here and now you're out here. So that really is pushing you to be the person you're supposed to be. It's so crazy to see. Like, I just remember the Meg like in the spin room and now I see like Meg that like has a job and is in Colorado and (laughs) has like been such an amazing person and I do also want to say I really hope that your friend Cobb's doing well I've been on that journey too um and I listened to that story so I really hope he's okay and you're so special you're so amazing (laughs) oh I love you guys thank you yeah Yeah. all the things that I could so (laughs) yeah he's both love you so he's as as positive as ever and working super hard it'll just be a long journey of getting regaining the function in his leg but he yeah he's he's a trooper for sure awesome yeah well, all of that was amazing and more than we could have asked when we asked that. Question. I know, sorry. I'm, I, I literally could talk so long. No. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so Good. thank Good. you. Yeah. Um, before, like the other thing that we want to touch on. Yeah. Fitness, because that is yeah. what brought us together. Of and course. so we first want you to kind of talk about why you decided to become a group fitness instructor. Okay. Yeah. So I, I wish, I don't think I've ever actually really, so like, here's like, here's like an exclusive because I don't think I've ever really said this before. Um, honestly, I think I became a group fit instructor because 
I thought it looked impressive and I wanted to impress in particular the guy that I was into freshman year and I, I don't think I totally yeah I think we talked about it during our podcast yeah we probably did I it was it was honestly no I I enjoyed spin like I, but I I did I was not like somebody who went every week I probably went to like four or five spin classes like maybe more spring semester freshman year but like I didn't go a lot it was just like I knew I enjoyed Zumba and stuff, but I was like, I definitely can't do that. Spin was like the thing where I was like, oh, this is hard and looks really cool. Like it will get me in shape. Like I want to do that. Um, I wish I could say it was more of like a special calling, but it really like, I think I fell into it for not the reasons that people would probably think. Like, again, it was almost because I was coming from this place of caring what other people thought of me. And then it just changed my life. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. a really funny story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of group fitness instructors start for the same reason because they're like, oh, it's cool. It's something that people will like look up yeah. to me for and people exactly. will think I'm cool because I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely doesn't stay that way once you are in group oh. fit and you realize the impact that you're having yeah. on other people. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, cause you started, you were pretty young when you started. So you, it was the beginning right. of your sophomore year of college. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So you did it for three years. So what were some of the ways that kind of you saw it change your life? Was it affecting your confidence? Was it affecting, you know, the, you know, or was it changing the amount of people that you were like impacting or things like that? What mm-hmm. did it do for you? Group fit. I, look back and there's like a couple major themes that it really pulled for me. One of which I think is ironic because one of the reasons that, as I mentioned that, that I fell into it was because I cared what other, what other people thought of me and I thought it would look really impressive and cool and I wanted to be up there doing that. And then what's been taught me was to not care what other people thought and like group fit you are in in front of people and they put your trust into you for basically their therapy for that day and that is like the biggest honor that I I, like nothing fulfills me more than that and so the best I just like was pushed every class to make that experience for people the best that I could and I found the way to do that was by being most genuine and authentically and passionately me that I could be and there I knew there were going to be people that didn't connect with my style of teaching but the people that did were going to get to know the real me and it was going to actually really make the class as powerful as I could for them so while I started with this idea of like oh I want to be up there and look cool it taught me to not care what other people think and just to be okay with being me like to my fullest, like in front of these people. Um, so that's one thing and like, you know, teach how I want. And then I think the other thing is kind of ties in, but it taught me how to use my voice. Like I think when you have people that come to your class and resonate with the way you speak, you start to realize how much you say can impact people and like 
how much your voice matters and everybody's voice matters. You just have to find whatever path is going to like allow you to project your voice in the right manner. And like, for me, mine was group fit. And like, I love speaking in terms of motivation and just like life in general advice. Like I structured my class with spin. I structured my class where I tried to have some sort of message or theme at my sprint song. Like I always would get off the bike after. So usually a sprint song, you end with two 30 second sprints. So after that, I would do the first 30 second sprint with the class and then I'd get off my bike and in between the first sprint and then throughout the next one to the end of the song, like I would, that every class, every class, I'm off my bike and I'd be on the floor and I would have whatever message that I wanted to spread for motivation for reflection um for inspiration that week that and that was my favorite part of class every single week and it's just it really is where I started to feel comfortable giving my opinion using my voice and knowing the impact that I could have on people definitely I think like tying into like what we were talking about earlier too and what you just said when you start off your group fitness instructor journey and you're kind of in that mindset of like caring what people think about mm-hmm. you you feel so nervous and like you're like uncomfortable which is yeah. just because it's new like we were yeah. saying earlier like you're uncomfortable and you're scared right and two it's because you're worried about what people think about you you're like am I gonna say the wrong thing <laughs> the wrong thing are people gonna like not want to come back to my class but like you mm-hmm. made a good point where you said that your class is never going to be for everyone like there's always going to yeah. be your people and that's like you can't take it personally if someone comes to your class and then never comes back like that is totally like gonna happen and you can't get upset about it but right what I like really like that you touched upon was like once you find your voice like it really just helps you figure out who you are as a person and it helps you like figure out what your priorities are and like you stop caring what people think about you like we can all admit that we there's times where we care what people like think about us but like group fitness is 100% the thing that has made me care less like what people think about me because you're like when you're first you're like oh my god this is too cheesy like am I motivational like I'm scared like I don't want to like say something (laughs) and have people laugh at me and you're like so nervous but then you're like this is who I am. Like, I'm just trying to motivate you. And if you think it's too cheesy, like leave my class. Like, you know what? Exactly. And I think too, is like, you begin with, when you put yourself out like that multiple times a week, cause you're teaching multiple times a week. And so you're, you have in each class, you have moments where you, you do embarrass yourself or you're like, Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. Or like, Oh my God, I just missed that beat. Or like, Oh, I did this. Or like, you know what? That class just wasn't great. But then before you know it, you're back for the next class. And guess what? There's still people there. And so I think it's like you learn not to care so much about the little things because you learn that they truly don't matter. And no one's really judging you strongly, no more than you judge yourself for those little errors, those things that you do. Like that person that you thought maybe like laughed at you or didn't like your class like the amount of times that I have seen girls and I think that they look miserable in my class, like they look sulky or stuff. And then they come back week after week. And then I realize, like, oh, they just have like a resting bitch face or whatever. And maybe one day they come up and even tell me how much they love my class. But like the truth is that you just, 
you you begin not to care so much what other people think because you realize that you don't even really know what other people are thinking so why even worry about it just do what feels right to you oh my gosh I think it also just helps you not get so held up on your mistakes because you're like people don't even notice like I thinking about my life more than anyone else's like even notice what I said exactly I beat myself up for four times and everyone else was like thinking about other things like they we're just doing what I was telling them to do. Exactly. It just really shows you that you don't need to care what people think. And if you make mistakes, so like, don't beat yourself up for it. Just keep going. Like, Uh, exactly. And one of the other, I remember this, I think it might've been sophomore year, honestly, like, and this is just like how much it meant to me, but like this girl, I don't know. I, she definitely wasn't like a front row, like, out there crushing it I think that she was more of like a beginner she was kind of in the back and she came up to me at the end of class and she wasn't like a bubbly like oh hi thanks so much like she was pretty reserved and didn't seem super friendly herself but she came up at the end of class and she was just kind of softly like hey um I really just I want to say I really liked how much you smiled during class and that has been like to this day my favorite compliment that I have gotten and again it was like when I was a sophomore which I'm looking back on it I'm pretty sure that's when it was and I think that that comment kind of led the path for the teacher that I was because I think I honestly especially since it was when I was a beginner like and maybe I did still have a mindset of caring what other people thought of me that compliment of like that it, it meant so much to her to like see me smile brought me back down to like just because you might have something that seems impressive like doesn't mean you're any better than anyone else just because I'm up there leading the class doesn't mean I'm better than anyone else in there so like don't put on a face of like trying to intimidate like smile have fun like make it a warm and welcoming place and just like not in a classroom where people look at you as a teacher and as somebody who's on this pedestal and so much better like I wanted people to look at me like I was just, you know, I was just having fun with them because that's that's all it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have like one one story that we'll get onto yeah. like a few questions. Something kind of similar to that because when I I so I finally got my job at the rec. It was the spring of my junior year, so it was the spring of COVID. So sad, but still, like I was teaching three times a yeah. week. Like had plenty of classes. It was super fun, and I remember like the first couple of classes, like being pretty nervous, being like, I don't want to mess up. Like, I hope this mm-hmm. is good. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's basic, like newbie things. You're like, yeah. oh my God, I hope this is good. Yeah. And I think like three weeks or maybe it was like two weeks into teaching. I was teaching Friday, 1130 express spin. I had like just picked up the class. I think it was yeah. literally my second time teaching the class. Oh. And I was having like the worst day. I had gotten some really tough news about family it was like 15 minutes before my class and I remember I walked into the rec and I saw one of my friends like sitting at one of the tables and she was like hey like what's up and I was like hi and she could tell that I was kind of shaking up and she goes are you okay and I just like lost it like literally just lost it like in the middle of the rec right there and like people that were going to my class were like walking by and like saw that I was human like saw that I was like having a moment 
And I was like, oh my God, like, I have no idea how I'm going to go teach right now. Like, I have no idea how I'm going to like fill up my cup in like 10 minutes and go put on this show when I've only been teaching for like a week and a half. Like, I feel like I'm so new and I have no idea what's going on. And I remember that was my, I was teaching by myself. It was my first ever like fully like full class, like not a single bike was empty. And I was like, fuck, like, (laughs) this is going to be like such a disaster. And like at that moment, I'm like in the closet and I'm setting everything up and everything, like every single standard that I had for the class, like I'm going to do this, this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do this. Everything that I had said just like flew out of my brain. And I was like, I'm going to get like, they're going to get what they get. Like I'm going to get, get, I'm going to give them what I got. And it was the best class I've ever taught the best feedback I've ever gotten. Like the people and like the energy was through the roof. And I was like, what felt like six feet under, like nothing had ever felt like that. And I'm so lucky that it was pretty early on for me, but that was the moment for me where I was like, I just have to be myself. And like, I love that you brought that up. You were like, I'm just going to sink in and give them all that I got. That's all of me. And like, people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it, take it or leave it, but you will find your people and you Mm -hmm. will find the people that resonate with you. And and yeah, that was your best class because you were so vulnerable because you were in a raw place and that opened you up for everyone in the room to connect to you hands down yeah it's crazy. yeah, yeah it's definitely so cool. when you stop like caring about everything as much like I remember my whole first semester I like had to have it like be practicing in my head and like be going yeah. and now oh, yeah. I'm literally I'm like oh this song sounds good we'll do abs to it and I'm like yeah <laughs> Like, I don't know how well this is going to go. But we're going to try it out. And it's like so much, you're just like, wait, it's more fun. You're not like as stressed. It's so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, like, you wonder, you're like looking at all these people that have been like teaching group fit for a while and like, how the heck are they so good? Like, what's their secret? And you're like, they're just doing it. Like yeah. they just doing what they love. Yeah. Letting go of the standards. I love that you said that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, We talked about how it's changed your life. What? I guess we kind of, I know that you had an idea for what you wanted to talk about, like throughout this episode. So Mm -hmm. our last question might tie kind of well into this. So it it can be related to group fit. It can be related to like anything else that has been going on, but like, what's something that you've done recently that scared you or that's like pushed you outside of your comfort zone? Mm. Okay. I would say And I'm pausing for a second because I'm trying to think of which one I want to touch on first. I'll, I kind of touched on work, so I'll save that for a sec. Or, you know what? I'll start with that one since I already kind of touched on it. I would say, like, honestly, going to work when I, I have a certain preceptor that's, like, I have a little bit harder of a time with who I was with yesterday. But I've gotten some tough feedback since I've started my job. And, like, I've been basically, like, every day I go to work and I'm like, I got to prove myself today. And that has been exhausting and like really scary because putting that pressure on myself means that that pressure is even harder for when I feel like I mess up and that's really scary. So like, honestly, like going back to just like one of the most basic things that we say in group fit a lot, but like one of the scariest things for me 
recently has been showing up to work every day in the past few months. And I love my job. Like I love my job, but it, it like personally, the things that it has put me through are so scary. And like, because I just feel like, like I'm facing failure and potential and criticism for like every week, every, every shift is a new, a new like opportunity for failure or for success. And I walk into every day, not sure how I'm going to feel when I walk out and that's scary, but in like a thrilling way. And this job has, and is still continuing to teach me so much, not only about my career, but like about myself and how I handle these situations. So that's one Two, on like a more lighter fun note, um, is I have never had the opportunity to ski out here as much as I have. Like I've never had the opportunity to ski this much in a single winter as I have since living out here. I used to just go once a season growing up, like a weekend with my family. And so my goal this winter was to get really good at skiing. And in particularly, I wanted to really get good in the woods on like glades and such, and then on moguls. And that just in itself is like an adrenaline fear. Like there's times where like I've had bad falls already. I've broke, I've broke one of my ski poles. Like I've hit trees, like not hard, thankfully, but, um, that's scary. And just like, it kind of like more typical fear sense of like, whoo, like potential for like potential to get hurt and stuff like that and putting yourself out there. But it's funny after Cobb left Colorado, after going through everything with that with him, I have skied the best I've skied in my whole life. And it's because I stopped letting that fear hold me back where while I was skiing, like I've grown up skiing, I'd like see these difficult trails. And like, I was like, I know I can do it. It's just, I keep getting nervous and I'd go to try to stop or slow down. And then that's where I'll fall and mess up. But as I started to try to like ride through that fear and like stay in control and don't get nervous when you catch speed because you got this and like look at what's in front of you and just like listen and go with it I like skiing has just felt so freeing lately and it's been a big metaphor for my life where like when you stop fighting the path you're meant to go life will stop knocking you on your ass and like that's the best analogy I can give I'm so glad that you brought up especially the not letting fear hold you back that's kind of what I was hoping you would Mm -hmm. like end up with with that question because I know me and Ashley do it everyone does it like you are so scared of being scared that you like don't want to do it but Uh realistically think about any time that you've been scared the fear goes away like it always goes away it's never and if it's a constant fear, then it's not something that you're like supposed to be doing. Yeah, right. like, don't do that. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Like, There's a difference between like measure. What's the um, term I'm thinking? Like calculated risks and crazy risks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I always just think like, cause I always give myself a hard time. I feel like I'm scared of like so many things or like, I feel like my, <laughs> like it's hard. Like when you're scared, you feel like nobody else is and you feel like it's just all you and you're like oh my god like why am I afraid of everything but it's Mm -hmm. like you can be scared but you can do it anyway and that's what I always tell myself I'm like be scared but do it anyway it's all good gotta keep going because like 
once you get past the initial fear and you realize you can do it, it's like, I'm good. Like I can keep going. Brene Brown has a podcast um, about leadership and she looked into like what makes the best leaders and all of them said like, if you're counting out fear, then count me out because like, I'm scared every single day. And these are like some of the toughest leaders in the world. Um, but it's just cool because it's like all comes back to like being fearless isn't the absence of fear. It's like putting your head down and moving forward anyways. Yeah. yeah and being able to talk about it and being, yeah. for help, uh. being able to like put yourself out there. Like you don't have to bottle up all of your mm-hmm. fear because realistically once you admit it someone else is gonna be like yeah me too like I know we talked about that yeah yeah. that is so helpful and we talked about it too a little bit earlier where it's like the three of us here especially are all super independent like want to be able to do things Uh on our own but it's like if you're scared and like if you're struggling and it's something that someone else can help you with like I'm person number one to admit I struggle with asking for help when it comes to things like that (sighs) but it is so important like if you're just like if you just like for me, it's like, I know that like my ego is way up here and it's like, no, I got this. It's like, no, like set the ego down, like put everything down and just ask for help. Like, and yeah. it just, it goes so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. I know. I think the biggest, like, I don't think we have any more questions. We just kind of want to wrap up like yeah. what our biggest takeaways from everything were, but I think yeah. we kind of just hit upon everything. Yeah. Is there anything Perfect. else that you want to like share or? Um, I would say, and I think this will probably be like the theme of one of my upcoming episodes when I, I have a, I have my next two are with some guests, but I think for my next soul, I'll probably talk about this, but I'll, I'll like grace on it here, which is, I've been thinking a lot in life about how easy it is to become comfortably unhappy, especially with COVID and like, in terms of what has driven me to move out here is like, I've always wanted to push my comfort zone. And if I can give advice to anybody out there, whatever like calling you feel, whether it's a move, whether it's a new job, whether it's a changed major, going back to school, like breaking up with a partner, whatever it is that like you feel pull towards, but you're scared because maybe things aren't that bad where you are right now, but they could be better, but you know, still change is always scary. Push your comfort zone, push your comfort zone and everything that's meant to fall into place, like will fall into place. And it doesn't mean that your life is going to be perfect, but it means that you're going to go through the things that you're meant to go through and become the person that you're meant to be. Um, just really like get out there is what I have to say. And you can always go back home, whether I literally mean move or whether your home is with a certain person, like whatever it is, like you can always go home, but the more you challenge and push yourself, the more you'll find comfort in home with yourself and in your own heart and just become the best version of yourself. Wow, that was the best way we could have wrapped up the episode perfect thank you so much Meg I yeah had high like not expectations but I knew it was gonna go well and this like exceeded anything oh oh my god I'm so happy I'm so so happy so much for joining us this week it was so fun I'm so glad if you guys as we talked about earlier um, want to find Meg she has her own podcast um today's best you want to give them your Instagrams again so they can yeah yeah so I 
have my personal Instagram is Meg Farrell, M-E-G-F-A-R-R-E-L-L-L, three L's on my regular. But more importantly, honestly, you can just go follow me at M Farrell Fit, M underscore, or is it, no, it's M Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L underscore fit is my fitness account. And on there, you can click the link for my podcast. It's linked in my bio, but it's today's best on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Amazing. Yay. Definitely go check her out, guys. Do you have anything else you want to no, add? No, that was awesome. I just like, it's just been so funny to just have it come full circle. I just, It really is. I just used to go to Meg's spin class all the time and have like the instructor crush on her and be like, oh my God, she's so cool. Yeah, and now I actually would leave and be like, oh my God, she is up. <laughs> or like oh I, would, I would literally go on Spotify and yeah. I would stock Meg's playlist and like take all her songs. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so cool. I listen to the same, like if she goes oh, no, full circle. We still hear songs that were like, this is from Meg. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see that makes it all worth it those are the things yeah, so <laughs> I love it a really special episode to us yeah. and we are really thankful that you joined us special to me too yeah thank you guys again for having me this was so much fun yeah. of course all, all right. right we will talk to all everyone from flip the switch uh next week bye, bye guys. guys bye